0: Call Maddie anytime, 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Welcome to Morning Glory with Maddie Johns. Yeah, people. Uh, look, uh, welcome to uh, Morning Glory today. Uh, it's going to be 28 degrees out of Penrith today. It's uh, unseasonal, people would say. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got lots going on today. We're going to review, preview. Uh, Webby's going to talk about uh, the Jack Whiten situation, uh, rugby league in Vegas, so on and so forth. Now, if I sounded a little distracted and uh, a little down this morning, uh, if you're just tuning in, we wake to the, the uh, devastating news of the passing of a man who will always remain omnipresent in our hearts and minds. Rest in solace, Jerry Springer. Um, yours was a life that was, some say, too fast, too furious. Gone too soon. Welcome to Sydney Morning Herald's Andrew Webster. <laughs> <Hello, Matt. laughs> how you? Uh, oh, there we go. We're all. Oh, how you going, Weber? Good, Are you going good? I'm okay. Are you oh, well? Yeah, good, good. Weekend. Maestro, how are you, pal?
1: Very, very well. Very, very well. How are uh,
0: you, Matty? Ma- mate, I'm, I'm. I'm like Neville Bartos. I'm flying. <laughs> um, what a, now? The the Prince of Pennant Hills Road. Ben Hogarth. Uh, Benny, how you going, pal? I'm going very well, Matthew. Congratulations. Well done on the Fletch and Hindy piece last, last the sad sack spud race. Yeah, Excellent. it was a special one for Hindy, very yeah. special one, and it, it came together well. It came together wonderfully well. Mm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the 8th Immortal, Andrew Gary Johns. G'day, Joey. How Good are morning. you? May? morning. Morning.
2: it's devastating, Jerry
0: Springer. Unbelievable. How'd that, it
2: go? Well, that's the morning show. It used to come on at 1 o'clock. For all the dull bludgers and pot smokers. Yeah.
0: And uni students. And uni students. That's yeah. what I used Yeah, watching. that's it what, uni that's uni what I used yeah Yeah. What did it, what, how good, I mean, midday, you go from the midday show with Ray Martin spinning into Donahue. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Lake? Ricky, Ricky Lake. Lake. Or,
2: when was Oprah?
0: I had a thing for Ricky Lake. Wasn't Donahue, yeah. was, So, so was Just that, pause it. Was that Donahue or Rabs? Yeah, <laughs> Just hold on a second. Yes. We just had a revelation from the Prince of Penthill's Road. I did, He had I, a thing for Ricky Lake. He had a Ooh. thing for Ricky Lake in the early nineties. Uh, did you really? Uh, yeah,
2: sicko.
1: What happened to her?
0: I. She just moved on.
2: And she got moved hit. Moved on to. She got uh, hit by a car. No, oh,
0: oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it didn't. no just, she drowned in a lake. Um, oh. in tears. Rest in peace. Yeah, Cooper uh, had a revelation for me the other day. He said that he used to get turned on watching Family Guy, like his wife. Um, the, oh, the wife! Who oh was, wow! Um, yeah, like of oh, Peter Griffin's yeah. wife. what's her name? Peg. Is it? Peg, no, yeah. Peg. Peg's the daughter. Oh, oh no, is it? No, 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 my no, Peg. no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Peg. Yes. Which then took me back because I, I used to have a thing. Remember Jughead? Remember the Jughead thing? And uh, Barney and um, Betty. Yes. Remember Barney? Uh, Barney Rubble's so wife. So you, you got turned Betty on by Ru- Betty Rubble? Yeah, I used She's to think she was hot. The redhead. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's Wilma, mate. Yeah, come on. Get your animated uh, hotties right. Uh,
1: (laughs) We're after a a fly here. Webby,
0: Webby, congratulations. Mate, you finished the Wayne Bennett book final. I
1: have. You don't really finish a book. You abandon it. Um, But, uh, yeah, the uh, first uh, draft, the manuscript's off to the publisher this week, and there's uh, several edits to go through and then still trying to wade through some of the – Lies and mistruths. What yeah. about,
2: what's what's going to be the biggest bombshell?
1: Oh, I can't say that. Yeah. I can't, no, well, if I don't can let that out yet. Yeah. But it's, um, there's plenty of juice in it.
0: Now you did the Peter Norman book, which you said was a really, w- was tough going.
1: It was interesting, yeah.
0: But w- was this one the toughest you've done? By
1: far the toughest, yeah. Mm. I, it was a hundred, it's 122,000 words.
0: Why was it the toughest?
1: Just because he's lived such a lot, like, I mean, Wayne's coached for 50 years. Like it's, it's a r- ridiculous amount of time to be, to be coaching football teams, and he's he's a complex guy, um, and I have to say the way that he has coached this year, like it's it's impossible to go through someone like a, a, as complex and as controversial as he's been, and coaches by their very nature are complex blokes, but mm. and they're rat cunning. Well, exactly. <laughs> like if if you're not a lunatic, then you don't usually make it, do you? But yeah. it's but but. Trying to also, in the nature of rugby league, trying to wade through what's fact and what's fiction, not in terms of just what Wayne, Wayne has to say about his life but what others have said about Wayne. has been really hard to get to the bottom to, of. Mm. But, um, and people, this is the thing I also found which, which sort of – which uh, drew out the process was the fact that as people got wind of this book – they all went well. It's going to happen, so we want to have our say. Yeah, so wow. a lot of people around, let's say the Broncos and his exit the second time, suddenly went, ah, oh, well, I, I want to, I want to contribute to this, and that all came at the last minute. So yeah. it's been a real it's been the, it's been the most rewarding slash challenging project I've ever been involved in. But I think we've come up with something pretty good.
0: Um, it's funny with Wayne because. Wayne is a guy who ha- ha- is that father figure. And you look at what he's done with the Dolphins, give all those players belief, players at the back end of their careers, mm. young guys like Katara at the beginning of their careers, guys who in the middle of their careers like Nickarima and, and Sean O'Sullivan who sort of like suddenly under Wayne's playing their best ever football but then you get the other side of it. Well, Wayne's ruthless. Like, you know, you don't become a great, you're not a great coach and coach and survive as long as he's without having a streak of ruthlessness. And we've seen that the way he sacked assistants. And we've seen that the way with, with some of his most loved players that he goes, hey, time's up. And that's really interesting. What interests me is the fact that you talk to some of the Broncos guys, and whilst they love Wayne, Silently, they will. They're more than happy to let Shinović you know in. They believe his shortcomings.
1: Exactly. Steve Renouf gave me a great quote. He said, "He's got separation issues," <laughs> and I think it's and and by by that he means that. <sighs> I think I might have said it on this show a few months ago, but in the sense that he's like he's the ultimate man manager coach, and he gets his players really tight. You know, they come in really tight to him, but at some point. He's got to let him go because that's just the way the nature of the when game. When you look
2: at some of the big names, <coughs> he's moved on. Wally, mm. which I think if you sat Wally down, he said he, he would admit he was he was at the end. Alf, mm. Gordon, I think yeah. they'd all admit they were coming to yeah. the end.
0: I saw I room with Trevor Gilmeister once in, in camp and he told me, he said, just, you know, he said he got me there to put steel into the Broncos, and encourage me, but he said, but then suddenly out of nowhere, it's like, thanks, Gilly. That's yeah, it. You're off to Penrith.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a but also see he left he left the dragons because he didn't want to tap some of those blokes on the shoulder. Mm. Um uh, who, who, so, some who might l- suggest the big the big contract he got at uh, at Newcastle was part of it. But I go into a lot of detail around Newcastle, a lot of detail around what happened in at Brisbane the first time, the second time. Mm. And I have to say I was really surprised by almost everybody that I approached um, spoke for the book. Yeah, well. Either on or off the record, um, yeah. like I, I reckon I've done about two hundred interviews, mm-hmm. but it's a it's been a beast. But he but it's it's understandable because that's the type of career that he's had. So um, yeah. as long as you all go out and buy it in uh, in October and support struggling young
0: journalists, so young authors, <laughs> and journalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No you. problem, mate. You'll be able to give away busking uh, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, uh, Anzac Day, of course, earlier this week, um, we know the importance. And how special Anzac Day is on a rugby league side of things. Went to Alliance Stadium. What I mean to have that game at Alliance, the new Alliance Stadium, was something really, really special. Joey, you, you were there, you yep. were working.
2: I think the NRL do it better than, than probably any sporting franchise in Australia. Well, the AFL probably do it well too. They but, do it well, yeah. Who yeah, plays on their do. big day? Essendon
0: Collingwood. Essendon yeah. Collingwood, yeah. That Collingwood. The captain was it? The captain or the the player who got the man of the match? Yeah. He got up and did a speech afterwards. Oh great. my god! But I agree. Both players well, like did a really night. good job, and Nico was Nico great. Last yeah, night. Nico's unbelievable.
2: Hashtag Nico for PM. Mm. He's not he class? Everything oh, that comes he's the out best. of him.
1: I tell you, he was also good last. Cameron McGuinness after the game on nine. Did you see when yeah. he talked Joey about um, about Paul Green? Really, good. really Really, well, um, really. just getting and, and back
2: to ANZAC Day, that stadium at Allianz should be playing more games there. Yes. They should not play any club games at a call. They should well, be saved for the big yeah. games.
0: Well, they're con- well. I mean, contractually, teams like South, si- the clubs like South Sydney get great money from. Well, a like call. It, uh, they get. Is it do. around
1: two
2: hundred thousand a game?
1: Roughly. But the main thing is they did a long term deal out there. But I. I, I because it used to be stadium wars because one they had two separate operators they had the SCG Trust and they had venues in New South Wales that looked after a core the SCG Trust looked after Alliance. now when they merged two years ago the big hope was that South could start playing back in their heartland again like which just to me makes sense because they're mm, all it's all yeah. under the one banner and it's all it's all <laughs> it's all public um, owned stadiums yeah so but. I talked to Tony Shepherd, who's the outgoing chairman, about this last week, and he said, "No, we need content out at Acor. If we can get more more uh, events out there to fill content at Acor, then then South can go to Allianz Stadium." Mm. I'm not particularly big on that. I just yeah, like conven- to, ma- imagine if South played there more often. How, how yeah. big the crowds would be.
0: Conventional thinking says, "Oh, you know, why wouldn't they play? Yeah, you know, why wouldn't they play more football at Allianz Stadium, right in the right in the middle of Sydney?" And you go, "No, no, no." A core is right in the middle it of Sydney. It is in the middle of Sydney. Yep. That's, yeah, that's that's the place. In South Sydney, the, I think, I believe, like their uh, their uh, membership and their support base out west is immense.
1: Yeah, it is, it's gr- and it's grown because of, since they've been out there.
0: Mm. Um,
2: now yeah, but they're a South Sydney team. I know. That's they're what in what I, the I'm city team. They're from the eastern suburbs, or the southeastern.
0: we They've become such a big club. They've become there's certain clubs, and I would say – this yesterday talking to Sock and Joel, they're such a big club. There are certain sporting teams that transcend their area, and and South Sydney I think epitomised the tribal club, you know, in that Redfern and Marraroo area. But they've they still maintain that tribalism in that area, which is special. But they they transcend like they're, they're almost like a national club. They are. They've become such an important club to the game.
1: But this is where, I, as a Dragons man, I get angry. Because the Dragons should be the same type of brand. Well, and they, they were. And they were, and they've just mm. dropped the ball with the line wide open.
0: Uh, like a grand final. i tell you what I did love. Like, and, and there was a bit of a question around whether it was good for the game or not. They're going, oh, yeah, did Victor bring the game in disrepute? After the game, his comments. Mm. I love it. Same. I love it. It's it's characters. That's what it is. Well, do you and think I, it was a shit decision? Yes. I don't. Well, exactly. I don't. Well, I, I just you don't. don't. No, I don't. What a collision! An accidental head head clash. Accident? No, no, no. I, I, they got sixteen cameras to look at. They gave him the
2: grade the lowest grade there is. If he hits well, him, hit, well, if he why it, if he hits did, it, why didn't he fight it? Because you can't win. Yeah, What do you no, mean no, He you just pay, can't win. He pays the fine. If you roll it,
1: the it, dice, and it's two weeks. If he pays the fine, it's just the fine.
2: Yeah, but pay the fine.
1: Yeah, but you know, with the with the camera angles, I get it. So, okay. I've, I've actually been in the bunker. I've been in the bunker, and you, they get so many different angles, and they look at it so much quicker and in different times to what you're seeing on TV. But I reckon, and you wrote it in your award-winning, mm. be award-winning column in the Herald, mm. they should show that angle. Yeah, so that if, they're, angle. if they're shoulder, I, I then, then show it to the viewers. Okay, know so why if, it, if, if Victor hits
2: it's Molo in the head with his shoulder, he would get, with loading, he would get four to six weeks. Yep. Yes. He got a fine. So what are they saying? Are oh, we got it wrong. the shoulder or not. We get it wrong. Mm.
0: Did he get? Did he get fined, or was there an investigation into his comments? No, up there. three no, thousand. T- oh, no,
1: no, the, you've got three thousand the, I, for, the, I, for, the I, for the on-field incident, but he's still being investigated. Yeah, and, 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 I, and the I integrity again, him, usually takes a month for these. Yeah, because
0: I thought him saying it's a shit decision would get more eyeballs mm. on it than the actual mm. tackle. Yeah, I because yeah. it is it, is, a, it yeah. is it is bringing you know yeah. it's having a go at the referees right yeah. and the bunker and I the NRL and.
1: But if that's the case, right? If that's the case, mm. then Gus should get should get um, uh, a breach notice every week. Yeah, <laughs> he's a True. club official. That's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. I just I just looked at. It. Uh, I I have the belief that they reckon another angle just showed he clipped him on the chin. On the chin. Look, at the end of the day, do they treat Victor differently? Yeah, I do. I believe they do. Well, it's human nature. Yeah, so it like is human nature. Subconsciously, you go into
2: a game, and you go, "Oh, he's the bloke's got the world record amount of sin bins." Yeah.
0: What, it's it like in it it's, ma- lo- it's like in this office. There's a bloke, you know, on my left hand side. Everything that goes missing, you know, they know it's him because he does it every week. Sorry, Ben. Are you uh, a crypto? <laughs> oh, I am now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, that it made it. No, it's just an <laughs> example. I, I tell
1: you what, it made it. It made it a good
0: finish. Oh, I didn't know what. <laughs> what well, wasn't? It, I, I, on that note, watching the Roosters play, I, I was up in the nosebleeds, which we, and I, I love it up there because you get the elevated view. And you just see everything crystal clear. When, when the the Roosters their style of football, um, like when they drill the middle, and you got Manu and you got uh, Tedesco and Cheese just drilling that middle and taking guys on one on one with their speed and footwork, they're fantastic. But every time they got forward, they just fall into these attacking sequences, and all it did was put pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. When you see at the start of the game that their their power running, the speed men through the middle, their short passing. They they were blowing the dragons away, but yeah, you know, watching it from that angle really showed me I think how they've got how, how far their attack is out of sync. Mm. Mm.
2: Jeez, the next day after you po- <clears throat> after you play the dragons, you must be sore. They are such a physical a window, team, but yeah.
0: they, they are ugly to watch. Jack Bird, they are oh, geez, Tyrell he Sloan he thumps player. people. He Tyrell is. Sloan, he was the best player on the field.
2: Yeah, you know that Troy he scored under the post when yeah. he changed direction. He's one of those rare players who can gain speed. When he changes. Hemiso, Ruth Walsh.
0: David Peachy was like that. Jesus, he moves a like Peachy. David Peachy playing with him, you would watch him at training and during games. And he had the most amazing anticipation. He would step, anticipate when a pl- where the defender was going to move and step simultaneously as that player moved into that position. Wow. He, was just a, he was a freak. Well, right, uh, we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Sharks and the Cowboys, in particular the Cowboys.